do it. Let's get it. Yo, what's up? It's your boy D Stark. Stark's artist. You are now tuned in uh, to the Justin from Podcast where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. We here late night, Tuesday, getting ready for this extremely long road trip. I don't know if I'm particularly ready for this. <laughs> Me and Jordan have been going back and forth because we were like, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't slide. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe it's ain't the play <laughs> but we definitely got to make it happen so we got to go from louisville kentucky to tulsa oklahoma which is about nine hours and then from tulsa we're gonna head to dallas which is only yeah. about three or four so we kind of we basically we worldwide at this point hey <laughs> driving across the country bro. but because we're splitting it it's definitely not going to be yeah, it'll be as bad be, yeah, and yeah, we haven't fun. settled this yet but who's driving are you driving first well i'm not driving first <laughs> we i mean who is let's rock paper scissors for it that's crazy bro and i'm finna be I think up that's all only night. fair, bro this is not good i think that's bro. only fair nah bro but here, here here's the thing about jordan y'all he sometimes i don't know if you've ever felt unsafe in the passenger seat but <laughs> he has a tendency to get a little lackadaisical behind the wheel and what i mean by that is dang near falling asleep so like when we're making on long road trips bro literally needs to stop like two or three times he has to grab yeah. like two red bulls but like bro like sometimes we'll be driving <laughs> It'll be a straight up, you know, bro, like chill, just a straight bro. away. Chill, and you'll just hear, you know how when you hit the little chill, side of the road, like the highway, and you hear the, bum, 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 oh, and I'm like, bro, you good? You good? You good? And you, I be wanting to go to sleep and I can't even go to sleep because I have to make, I have to be bro. aware. All right, so, <laughs> All right, bro. All right. So for one, I don't want you, I don't want y'all to misunderstand what he's saying. I'm not a bad driver, bro. Like. It's just on long road trips. When we driving for long periods of time, I just be getting a little drowsy, bro. But here's the thing, bro. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Was, this happens a lot on our, on our trips to Nashville. I, every, time, Nashville every time. Every time, bro. Time. That's but, only like three hours. Nah, but I'm being resourceful, though, bro, because that's what they use those things on the side of the road is to wake people up. So I'm really just using Is that what, what they, they're really for? Yes. Wow. So when people are I mean, veering off, sense. it makes that loud noise and they oh, they wake oh. up. So I'm really just I'm really just using Whoa, the resources that are my Nah, bro, that's crazy. <laughs> that's actually crazy. But no, yeah. So we got that coming up. Uh so it should be a really fun week. I'm excited. So prayers up. But I'm really ready for this conversation. This was really like stemmed from the fact that I have dealt with procrastination as I feel as as I feel as if we all have to some degree at some point, especially when we're in school, you know, that 1159 deadline Man. for the essay, the assignment, the homework, the project, you literally, I'm at Dollar Tree at 11, getting the board. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love cutting crazy. stuff out, getting I the glue. It's crazy, bro. Like, the night like before, one, bro. Of, one of those. And it's been interesting because I've experienced this to some capacity in different levels, but I think recently it's been this new level or you could say variation of how this has shown up in my life because it's been very common for me to procrastinate things that I'm not interested in or passionate about or may really catch my eye. But when it comes to the things that, you know, are a priority to me that I really love, I'm invested in, those are the things you don't usually, for me, I have to be worked up to do or someone has to give me a deadline. Like I'm pretty proactive and wanting to get these things done for myself and my enjoyment. 
but for whatever reason, really the last like few weeks to two months, I've been feeling this level of procrastination toward like my purpose, like what's important to me, like mm. the things that are of significance that are going to really shape my future and what I know I'm called to do now. And so it's been really interesting trying to find this motivation when it, I feel like it's always been there. Mm-hmm. And when I've been going through this, one thing that has kept going through my mind is this quote that I heard a while ago, which is, I think, in this video or sermon. And it said that procrastination is the arrogant assumption that God owes you another chance to do tomorrow mm. what he gave you the chance to do today. Mm. And that has literally stuck with me yeah. since. And I'm literally on Google just typing it in, trying to find, okay, what sermon was this? Who <laughs> said it? And just went down that rabbit hole of really like diving deeper into this. And there's a verse that someone relates to this whole idea of procrastination and what that looks like. And it's in Hebrews 3.15. And it says, as has just been said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in rebellion. And I love this verse because it just goes to speak to the moment we've been given instruction and or a command by God, yet turn our ear mm to what has been being said, those are the moments where our hearts begin to get hardened. Like every single time that conviction comes up or we say, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll have time during this period of my life. And, or, you know, like I'm feeling the urgency to step to this, but I'd rather just be passive and I don't feel like it. I'm not in the mood. I don't think I'm in the headspace. And every time we provide that resistance toward God and what he's calling us to it's just that small piece of our hearts that continue to get hardened, like right. one after another. And a question that I've been coming across and I've had to ask myself is, what have you been saying you'll do tomorrow that God is calling you to do today? Mm-hmm. And Jerry Fa- Flowers has another quote that relates to this that I want to start with. And it was, procrastination is based on the assumption that the opportunity doesn't have an expiration date. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I think that sometimes our procrastination can be almost an abuse of God's grace and his patience and long suffering that he has with us when we talk about the process that we go through of our sanctification and becoming who we are and completely stepping into the fullness of our purpose. Right. And, you know, since we feel like, you know how sometimes you'll sin and or you'll fall into some type of temptation and it'll be like, oh, well, God will forgive me. And you kind of get into that cycle and that rabbit hole of thought. I believe it's the same sentiment and idea here. You have been giving a word, a directive, but it's like, oh, well, like this opportunity will still be here. Mm -hmm. I'll still have that at my doorstep or that will be able to come across my desk or, you know what, I can put this off and still be able to have the same level of intentionality with it later down the line right but that's not the urgency that we should be having when it comes to what god is telling us to do now one because there are some assignments directives and commands that are time sensitive and you will miss it you don't have more time Mm -hmm. and that is a lie from the enemy that he perpetrates to keep us passive and away from what we were really called to do because he knows as as we're stepping into that and walking to the principles that God has laid out, there's nothing that can stop. There's nothing that can halt that particular process. So he has to get us in this mode of just 
being lax right. and feeling as if, oh, at some point it will happen when, you know, that tomorrow really never comes. Yeah, I think, and this is something that, we, that we've mentioned before and something I'm going to say again because I think it, it very heavily applies to this conversation is the fact that God, God works in and uses principles. Um, and I feel like, well, I don't feel like I know for a fact, I'm going to go into some verses in a second that diligence or the importance of diligence is like one of these principles um, or diligence is, is a very important thing that plays into a principle that God, that God works in. And um, it's just something that I see all throughout the Bible, all throughout the word, specifically in Proverbs as well. Um, and when you're talking about procrastination, I feel like diligence is like literally the direct opposition. It's like the antonym of procrastination is being diligent. And I literally have down, and these are literally just three. I already have one more off the top of my head that I don't have written down, but I'm just going to read these verses for y'all, right? So it's Proverbs 13, 4. It says, the soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. Proverbs 12, 24. The hand of the diligent will rule, while the slothful will be put to forced labor. Proverbs 24. The sluggard does not plow in the autumn. He will seek at harvest and have nothing. Right. So I think all of these verses are pointing to the importance of diligence and, and sort of like the um, the effect of the opposite. Right. When you're not diligent, this is what happens. Right. Spe- specifically in that last one, Proverbs 24, he will seek at harvest and have nothing. Right. Um, so this, like I said, this importance of diligence is something that is very clear in the Bible. And I think even just it's it's a it's a concept that God wove into the fabrics of of the earth. I, I think. I keep saying, I think, I know there's a verse in Proverbs that also talks about all hard work brings a profit, right? So this this idea of working hard and being diligent is, right, you reap what you sow, you put that in, this is what you're going to get out of it, right? That is something that got woven to the fabrics of this world, right? So when you are in a in a place where you're procrastinating and you're putting things off and you're sort of in this, literally this this place where it's the opposite of diligence and the opposite of managing well, huh, you, you cannot indulge in like the fruits of that, that principle, if that makes sense. So I think that that's really, I think, a foundation part of this conversation is first recognizing the importance of diligence, which is why that you should stray away from procrastinating and putting things off and being lazy and being a sluggard, as the verses said that I mentioned. So I think that's a really big part, too. And when it comes to procrastination, obviously this can stem from a lot of different things or be caused by different circumstances, emotions, or a set of experiences. But something I've been noticing for myself that I can say has been some of the root cause of this for me here recently is that sometimes our procrastination can stem from inadequacy to some degree. So you'll just continue to put off what you know you need to be doing because you don't believe that you are worth what the assignment is. So what happens is you'll just you'll ultimately always delay what you don't believe you can truly achieve. And you'll continue to tell yourself, oh, well, I'll do it at some point. I'll get to it in this particular moment or when I have some time because you don't have hope that you can actually do it at all. Right. So. This lack of optimism toward the future or what God's actually put in you can be the reason that you don't want to tackle these particular assignments or directives and commands because mm. you're looking at yourself in the mirror like, okay, I know this is what I'm supposed to do, but can I really do it? Is it 
even worth it? Am I going to be able to sustain this? So I know for me, I'll just be looking at what I know I'm called to do, what I'm supposed to do. And I'm just like, okay, like, will this even amount to anything? What is the result of this going to be? Being so focused on what the end goal is, what the numbers are going to look like, who's going to respond and what are they going to say about it? And or is this going to be enough for this group of people? Or am I going to be as great as I really want to be in this particular right. area? And I actually hmm. remember seeing Tim Ross. He was speaking to Mike Todd in one of his latest episodes. And something that he said, which was so good, was the fact that we weren't called to walk out our relationship with God based off feedback, but our faith. And I think sometimes we can get so wrapped up in the feedback of, again, like what the result is going to be in whatever yeah. way that looks like, that we'll never actually take the step of faith to do what it is that we know he's telling us to. And so I've just had to continually remind myself of what God has told me to do, but more importantly, like who he says that I am, mm -hmm. um, the gift that I know that I have. And not the strength that I can bring to the situation, but his hand on my life that's going to continue to carry me through what he's called me to. So just having those reminders in my mind and like keeping my spirit like just optimistic and filled yeah. with anticipation toward the future, knowing that, again, like all hard work will reap a harvest. And, yo, whatever he's called me to, the outcome of that's going to be on him and I've done what I need to do and I'm going to find yeah. the most fulfillment in what he says is next and what I need to put my hand. Yeah, I think that's really good. And that's also just reminded me of the episode that we just had um, in the in the sense of in terms of encouragement and how to overcome this thought or this idea in your mind is recognizing that if he's leading you to it, then he's also going to be guiding you through it and that he's prepared you for it. So like rec recognizing that as well. So it's like. I don't I don't need to delay for the sake of preparation because if it's in if it's on my table it's ready to be eaten. You see what I'm saying? Like if if it's in front of me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If it's on if it's on my plate, if it's on my plate, it's ready. No, I remember I no that that's tough. That's yeah, tough. Yeah. That's actually hard. But I remember there was this there's this TikTok that people have been tagging us in and it the it's just two people with podcast mics and it's like when two pastors start a podcast or something <laughs> they're just going back and forth. And people are like, I love y'all, but this reminds me of you. Because <laughs> I was about to say, bro, run that. Like, that, was <laughs> that was good. That was good. You said if it's, if it's in front of me, it's ready to eat. Food is, is ready. It, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If it's in front of me, it's ready to be eaten, bro. So I, real talk, though, that's how you got to That's how you gotta recognize it when, when God is putting these opportunities in front of you. Um, and, I, and I'm really glad that you gave that new perspective. Because quite honestly, when I was sitting down and thinking about the, the topic of procrastination and really the why behind it, that was not something that came to my mind. And I really do think that's like a, a very unique perspective. But when I was sitting down, and obviously I think it also is through the lens of like your own personal experience. So I think personally for me, when it comes to procrast procrastination, it, it, it starts with this lie that, you know, it would be more beneficial to me to do what I want to do right now and then put off the things I don't want to do later. Like, I think for me, that's kind of like, one of the key thoughts and lies that's at the foundation of all my procrastination. Um, so it's, <laughs> it's so it, it would be more beneficial now to rest, <laughs> to be prepared. Like what is that? It no. What are you? So what are you saying? It's, no, it's literally like there's something that I don't want to do, 
Yeah. Right? Okay. It would be better for me to do what I want to do right now and this thing that I don't want to do to do it later. No, that's what I'm saying. So oh, like it's okay, e- okay. maybe it's a lot easier for me to be comfortable now. Exactly. So I yes. can have the rest or maybe just whatever it is to be able to be in the right mindset or position to do it later. Exactly. Got you. But it's a lie though. Like that's not that's right. not really the case. But, but yes, but yes though. Yes, you, you hit you hit the you hit the nail on the hammer. I mean the <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you hit the what's it called? The hammer on the head. You see what I'm saying? I don't think that's it either. Nail on the head. Go ahead. You, <laughs> you knew what I was. They knew what I was talking about, bro. Okay, so, so that that's kind of like for me the thought process behind it. Um, but I I think so. I kind of I kind of worked my way down to the root. So I started with that. Okay, like what I asked myself, like what is the why behind you know the initial thought, and then. Then what's under that? Then what's under that? And then I kind of broke it down to the root, right? So under under this misconception is also another lie. And and I feel like it can only be held up by the thought process that, um, you know, my comfort, my pleasure um, is what's always most beneficial. You see what I'm saying? Because if I didn't believe that my comfort was always what was most beneficial, then I wouldn't always put the things that I didn't want to do at the back end of my mind. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I think so it start it starts with and like the things I, I don't really want to do it'll be better if i put them off for later right but then under that it's like i'm also just prioritizing my comfort and, and there's a part of me that subconsciously feels like my comfort my pleasure is a priority or a bigger priority than this thing that's been put in front of me right which is just another lie right so i, I took it a took it a step further that's another lie so the question becomes what's the truth like jordan you're telling me this thought's a lie, that thought's a lie, it's a misconception, like, what's the truth, right? Um, what, and, and I really broke it down into, like, what is the most beneficial thing to me, right? Because if the misconception is the most beneficial thing to, to me is my comfort, then I have to recognize and pinpoint what what is actually the most beneficial thing. And the answer to that question is simply to be in God's will for your life and to do what you were created to do. That is the most beneficial thing that you can be doing at all times, even if that comes at the expense of your comfort, right? So then, so I think that that's for me when I sat down and I was thinking about it, that's the why behind, you know, my procrastination at times. So then I kind of get into like, okay, if being in God's will is the most beneficial thing, then what is God's will for my life, right? So we, we got to the why. Now it's like, okay, why is it detrimental? Like, why is it bad? So when it comes to God's will for your life, you have to understand that God created us to create. I mean, there, there's several different, there's layers to this, to this conversation. But one of the things God created us to do was create, right? It talks about in Genesis that mankind was made in the image of God. Let us make man in our image. But I think on the back end of that, you also have to understand is um, what is God's image? And obviously that's can can never be confined to simply just one thing or one topic. But I do think that the first thing a person tells you about themselves is usually the, usually the most important thing that they want you to know. Like, see what I'm saying? Like if I, if I walk up to you and I'm like, yeah, I'm Jordan, I make music. Or yeah, I'm Jordan, I have a podcast. I am telling you, this is my name and this is the thing that I want you to know first about me, right? The first thing that God told us about himself is that he's creator. In the beginning, God created, right? So since he is a creative God and we were made in his image, we were also made to create. And on top of that, he tells Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply, which is kind of just a spinoff of what I just said. He, he created us to create, 
And then on top of that, he made us to manage and work the things that he gave us, right? Which is in Genesis 2.15, it talks about this. It says, the Lord God took the man, put him in the Garden of Eden to work and take care of it, right? So so with that being said, any anytime you are failing to manage what God's given you or anything that you have in front of you well, you are in a way out operating outside of God's original design for you, right? Because since you were created to manage and created to work and created to create, right? Then you're directly opposing that. And I mean, that is literally the least beneficial thing to be doing is to be outside of God's will. So I, I, in that sense, I've even just shifted my perspective on procrastination. And since I've looked at it now, it's like, okay, I used to think that my comfort was the most beneficial thing. But now I recognize that being in God's will is the most beneficial thing. And procrastination is literally being outside of his will. And it's the least beneficial thing I could be doing. So it's like, you know, sh- shifting your perspective on it in that sense. So I think when I was sitting down and thinking on the why behind it, that's kind of like my thought process and like how I've always seen it. So not that this really gets into a conversation of like discipline, but I think that to some extent it does. Right. Because I think there can be an overwhelming feeling when there is something that you need to do and you know is important and or urgent that you just don't feel like it. Like there is nothing, mm. no urge, nerve, blood cell, marrow, whatever they call it. What? Uh, Bone marrow? It's <laughs> <laughs> a marrow. There, but whatever, there is nothing in you that has a desire or to want to do work right. and or like put your hands to like what it is. But yeah. sometimes... And most of the times in our life, we have to move past, to your point, our comfort, but rather just what we feel to do what is actually necessary. Exactly. And there was a, another quote that came to mind while you speaking that I heard that's also always stuck with me and reminds me, um, and I feel relates to this conversation, and it was the reason most people fail is because they give up what they want most for what they want now. And... I believe sometimes it's just really practicing that delayed gratification right. almost of, okay, what's right in front of me? What feels the most satisfying to like my flesh and my own personal desires? Mm-hmm. What moves me and just moving in rather what I know like God is ca- calling me to do, even if that comes at the expense of like what is like what is actually comfortable. Right. And I think even... And it's so it's so funny because I always see a bunch of memes and stuff about procrastination. About just like I I can't even think of specific ones, but they're always so hilarious. But like it's like you do it to yourself every time. It's like you wait till the last minute and you're just stressed out. Your peace of mind is just completely being destroyed and assaulted. And it's like you keep doing it every single time. So I think even in in moments where you Say you have something coming up that you need to get done, whatever that is, right? Instead of really think, have, being future focused or thinking about future you in that moment in more of a practical sense, that's something that I try to do specifically with like books I read. This is what I try to do. If like I try to finish it in a specific time frame, like okay, if I if I if I divvy it up like this, I'll only have to read like fifteen pages a day, and I'll get it done by this time. You see what I'm saying? To, to where it's like I'm not stressing myself out to to get it done, whatever the case may be. So when when you have something coming up, thinking okay, do I really want to prioritize my comfort now to destroy my peace later? You see what I'm saying? Like I I think that's also a question that you have to ask yourself. We can, we can run that. 
Go ahead. Am I really willing to prioritize my comfort now to destroy my peace later? That that's the question you have to ask yourself with procrastination, right? Because here's the thing: practically speaking, you could divvy up what you got to get done, and you only spending a not that much time on it a day. By the time you the due date's here, you got it all done. You see what I'm saying? And it's like your peace was maintained that whole time. You may have been a little uncomfortable for about an hour when you was working on it, but like that's that's nothing compared to like at least being able to maintain your peace. So I think practically speaking, that's something that I try to think about. It's like it's going to be so much easier on me in the long run to just do it now, you know? I think this is important because we're talking about it on a more micro level of day-to-day and also a macro level of our purpose because how you're handling these smaller assignments that, you know, we mentioned that may seem so minuscule, miscellaneous, is maybe how you're also going to approach your larger purpose that, like, God is giving to you what that assignment may be right like you need to whenever he's calling you to this particular industry and or path career for whatever it is and you need to like get the resume together you need Mm -hmm. to be reaching out to people you need to be sending out your resume or whatever it may be your contact information your media kit etc that's why it becomes that much more vital and like you said another part of it is perfectionism because Uh, it's a lot better for us just to take these small steps of progression every day than to delay our entire process because we don't believe we can get it all right the first time because we're not you know that can also be another hindrance or that resistance when we're like procrastinating it's because oh well like it has to be perfect and yeah. it has to look like this and it has to be completely right on this revision and or mm-hmm. like this process so that's something i was also thinking about along with the idea of insecurity being that driving force that perfectionism that some people probably think about and go through can be it too but it's always better to take a step in the right direction than mm. just staying stagnant where you are yeah a hundred percent of the time something else i just want to add and one more thing and just piggybacking off of something that you said earlier about just it it's time sensitive you know like there's the purpose that god has given you with the gifts he's he's gifted you with there there's a specific people at a specific time that he wants to reach and although he's a gracious god I do believe that if he has a purpose and a will, he will get it done with or without you. You know what I mean? Like if something needs to get done, there will be someone else that will rise up. Right. And I'm even thinking about like Joshua and Moses, like Moses didn't bring the people into the promised land right before they went in. He actually died. And that was because he was disobedient to God in the wilderness. Right. Um, and because he was, he he brought Joshua, right? And Joshua was the one that took them into the promised land, right? So although he is a gracious God and he was even gracious to Moses, it's just like, it's time sensitive. You know what I mean? And and your obedience and your cooperation is very important. So like not, don't procrastinate it. Don't, don't put it off. That thing that God's telling you to do, that thing he's telling you to walk into, you gotta, you gotta do it. And then what also is just like helping me when we talk about, what it looks like to get out of this, like overcome it to some extent and not allow it to be so paralyzing is understanding 
and acknowledging that your purpose and assignment is not dependent on your feelings. And sometimes you'll have to do it unmotivated. And I think that's what I'm learning now that you're okay. Like the assignment is there, right? And whenever we have to give an account for everything God had committed us to do, given us the ability to do and what he invited us in to be a part of, there is no, there are response. The fact that we didn't feel like it, it's not going to suffice in terms of our response. Whenever the deadline comes at 11.59 and you have to step to class the next day, stand in front of your teacher and give a report to why you did not complete this assignment, the fact that, man, I just wasn't really in the mood is not, <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not going to work. It's not going to cut it. And so I think that sometimes we need to do it, quote unquote, unmotivated and do it until we feel it again, right? Like the passion and everything else that comes with it. Because at times, like there's not going to be that underlying fire to our steps. Because sometimes our emotions will not always match up to the urgency of the assignment. And we have to continue to work and be diligent in what this is and allow our feelings to catch up to the severity or the priority of purpose. Yeah. And that's what I'm having to learn now and continue to walk in each and every day. Like, okay, yeah, like I don't feel like reading and or doing the work I need to improve my skill of communication, study, research, and just my knowledge of God to be able to do what I'm called to do. But nonetheless, like this is the assignment, Mm -hmm. right? Not in a sense of burning yourself out or like working to an extent in which you're exhausted mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, but understanding when your emotions just need to catch up to the work that needs to be done. So I believe that is where that aspect of self-control comes in during the fruits of the spirit. Our flesh adding that resistance to what we know we need to be doing in our mind, in our spirit, and having spirit control to overcome those moments and continue to walk into it and see the fruit of what that is. But no, so that's but that's it. The time is now. The time is now. That's it. That's all. There's no time to waste. So I'll just encourage you. I remember I've been like watching a few sermons, especially from uh, Jerry Flowers about this. And yeah, well, it woke me up. I was like, yeah, bro. It's on the tee up. Yeah, bro. <laughs> In my bag. Yeah, so that's, that's it. That's it. So we have a very special episode for you all Friday. I think it fits with what we have coming up for sure this week, the travel that we will be on, the events we'll be at. It'll all make sense if you don't already know or you can't piece it together, which I guess they probably wouldn't because we said it on live who the guest was going to be, but not everybody probably wouldn't be able to connect the dots. But nonetheless, I'm extremely excited. I believe this is 
a very necessary conversation, especially for our generation and those who are younger, but for people of all demographics in any age. And I really enjoyed it. It's one of the few conversations I've had where I felt completely present and I'm really soaking in everything. And I was able to ask a lot of questions I genuinely myself needed the answer to that I know it's going to help a lot of people. So stay tuned. Be looking out for that. Announcements for all that soon. Y'all probably see it today. So just check out the socials. But nonetheless, stay you. Stay real. And stay humble. We'll catch y'all Friday. Much love.